Hey everyone, I'm Jordy, the Bible School and Tech Director here, and welcome or welcome back to Impact Life Church's online experience. After the message, please take a moment to like or subscribe, but most importantly, we hope that this message inspires you to impact this generation for Jesus. Hey! <laughs> My pupils just dilated. <laughs> Constricted, that's what they did. And we're so glad that you're here this morning. Now I can't literally see anything. So that's, y'all here, right? Because uh, I'm just getting my feelers out. Oh, there we are. I'm starting to see some people again. Well, good morning, everyone. Man, we're so thrilled that you're here. Welcome to Impact Life Church. If this is your first time or if you've been here a few times, we want to let you know you belong here. We're so thrilled that you came. We are a church that loves Jesus. We love his word and we love one another. Amen. And we're so thrilled and pleased and just grateful that you came this morning. I mean, we said it before, but isn't, you know, great to be here rather than prison. How many of you glad you didn't wake up in some kind of penitentiary somewhere? All right, three people are happy. Well, I, I hope this is going to bless you this morning because this is, we'll have to find out how this goes. Uh, but this morning, what we're doing is we're going to actually, we're taking some time uh, just to, you know, lay fresh, lay a good solid foundation for what this year is. And I'm excited to do that. So you're going to hear from a number of different people this morning, just kind of sharing a little bit about what this year has in store for us and in store for you. And it's, it's going to be a phenomenal year. And I, I believe this, this is something that I do on a regular basis, you know, kind of when every season comes in and, you know, aren't you grateful God works in seasons, yeah. right? I mean, right now, like yesterday, my wife was doing a great job of getting rid of all the summer stuff. Anybody do that yet? That is a sad day. All of a sudden, when you see the sandals being whipped down the stairs and your shorts being thrown out and, you know everything gone just gone and what happens winter coats come out and boots are you know this close from being in my closet anybody going through that yet no. oh so either there's something wrong with my wife or there's something wrong with all y'all i don't know i don't i'm gonna blame jamie on this one because it's too soon man too soon <laughs> but anyways my wife did that yesterday she was getting rid of all these you know all of this fun summer stuff and just winter came out and it was just great and sad and but anyways i'm happy that god you know has seasons though i'm i am thankful for it and you know there's one thing not only in the natural are there seasons but there's also seasons spiritually speaking anybody ever experienced a spiritual you know transitions or seasons that have come right they're they're constant they're always being aware so it's vital that you and i understand the season that we're about to enter because if you don't understand the season you may be walking out in december 31st with a pair of shorts on looking for the sun well, you may find some sun, but boy, you will be losing a few things. And I'm, you know, body parts, I'm talking. You're going to be very, very cold. <laughs> and uh, so what we need to do is we have to be aware of the season that we're in so we know what to put on, we know what the mindset we have to go into so that we can walk pro appropriately, so that we can live appropriately, and that we're not, you know, also wasting the time that we're walking into. Now, really what I'm sharing is just really, if this is your home church, and because you're here, I'm, I'm assuming that this is your church, and if you haven't made that decision yet, well, let me highly encourage you, this is it. We're, we're glad that you're here. And uh, so, yeah, right? Welcome home. This is, this is for you. And, we're so, and you know, last night we launched our Saturday living room services. That's what we're calling it, it's just the living room. And it's a way different way of doing church, and so we launched that yesterday. But uh, this is just something that, you know, I, Jamie and I, we take some time every year before fall, and we really just get before the Lord and just say, God, what's, what do you have in store for us as a church family? And last year, he gave us these two words, move forward. Now, did anybody see that in their personal life? Now, don't, don't just be nice to me and say, oh, yeah, that was me. But truthfully, yeah, you, okay, Man, there's, there's, there's hands going on. And I know for me personally, there's a lot of things being moved forward, you know, just 
understanding the word and going deeper in my relationship with the Lord. That, that came in. But as a church family, we also bought two new properties in behind us. Right? And that was all part of it. And not, not even knowing this, but the Lord gave us that verse, Numbers 13, verse, I believe it's 30, where, uh, you know, our Joshua and Caleb are telling the people, now is the time to take the land. We can surely do it. And so we had that all on our posters last September. And so this past June, just a couple of months ago, we purchased four new lots or two new properties for us as a church family to expand what God has called us to do here, impacting generations for Jesus. And we're excited about that and yeehaw. And so that's all good. So really, when I hear the voice of God, when I'm spending time hearing this, when I hear these words coming into my heart, I want you to take these words, not just go, oh yeah, that's a cute slogan for the church. This is what they do. They make nice videos, nice posters. Take it for yourself. In my journal, this is what I've done. I've just written these words, dig deep in my journal, and I'm just allowing the Lord just to show me different things of what that means for me personally. Because just as much of you are part of this church, just as much as you are. Okay. <laughs> so I'm taking these words, and so I'm asking you this morning, don't just think, oh, what, what kind of cute poster can I put on Instagram for this? That, that's great. But what can I actually see? What is the Lord telling me in this season that we're about to enter? And this is what the Lord told me. So I'm just kind of taking a few things from my notes, and I'm just going to share them with you this morning. But the season that we're in, this is what the Lord said, it's time to dig deep. Now, anytime you hear the Lord ask you something or tell you something, that also means he's empowered you to do it, meaning there's also grace available to do it. Now, don't wait till next year to start digging deep because there's grace to do it now. Okay? Right? I mean, you, I mean, just hear me. You can dig deep. Of course, you can do that through different things. But when God tells you to do something, I want to be quick to obey because there's grace available to get that work done. So we're going to be focusing on digging deep to go beyond the surface. Everybody say that with me. Go beyond the surface. Go beyond surface. Look at your neighbor and say, go beyond the surface. This is a big deal, y'all. Because I'm honestly believing this. Is there's a lot of frustrated believers out there that I've met, I've talked to, and it's because they're surface. There's no depth to them. There's nothing in it. Surface, and this is the slogan that God gave me. <laughs> he said, go deep. Why? Because surface isn't working. This is what it is. Surface isn't working. Sure, you can get hyped. Sure, you can get, you know, feel the goose, goose pimples all over yourself. And that's, that's great. And that's cool. And that's, there's nothing wrong with any of that. But if that's all that it is, is if you're looking for a constant feeling all the time, you are missing actual depth. And this is what Jesus came to do, is he came to give you depth to life, not just looking for a feeling. Hooked on a feeling. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, hardly believing. Anyways, so here at Impact Lifestyle, we are taking the time to dig deep. Can you guys just say that with me? Dig deep. Because this is our season, we must. Everybody say, I must. <laughs> Make myself available to him. How do I dig deep? What do I do? What does that look like? It's making yourself available for Him. This is just how the Lord said it to me. It's just making yourself available. So I want you to look at 2 Timothy chapter 2. And uh, just reading these verses, I've spent some time just meditating on this. And this is one of the things that just really helped help me. And uh, I don't know about you, but kind of my personality and what I'm like, I always am striving to be better. Anybody else do that? Like where, you know, especially in, when January 1st comes around, you see a lot of people that, you know, set these goals and these high expectations to be better. They want to be a better spouse. They want to be a better dad or mom. They want to be a better employee. They want to be a better boss. And there's nothing wrong with any of that. 
But I, you know, in my time of looking to be better, I want to be a better minister. I want to be a better pastor. I want to be a better son of God. In view of all those things, this is something that the Lord just really helped me and started touching a few things on my life. It's the wrong focus is wanting to be better. The focus needs to shift off of you wanting to be better and the focus must shift on, am I available to Him? Because if I make myself available to Him, by default, He will make me better. See, a lot of times trying to be better and trying to quit this and trying to start that and trying to do all these types of things, they don't work. Why? Because it's just naturally speaking. It has to be infused. It has to come from my intimacy with Him. Right? I can't be a good husband apart from a close intimate relationship with Jesus. If I try doing it in my own flesh, I'm going to suck at it. And there's been times. Have I been mad at it before? There you had it. I've just done it perfectly. I've done, there's been things that I have messed up. She's just not going to tell you. You can tell them later. But this is what the Lord just showed me. You've got to shift that focus. The focus needs to be, are you available to me? Now, I know this sounds so Christian cliche, but just please hear it with fresh ears. Are you available? Are you available to go beyond the surface? Are you available for him to use you? And in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 20 and 21 in the Message Bible, it says this, In a well-furnished kitchen, there are not only crystal goblets and silver platters, but waste cans and compost buckets. Right? Anybody have that in their kitchen? Right? You got... No. <laughs> Some people don't have kitchens. Okay. But if you got a kitchen, you got compost buckets oh man you gotta live in red gear you get one of those big green compost buckets now it in the kitchen oh yeah somebody educate this man over here you gotta gotta get him a bucket but you get these compost buckets. but notice what you can do here is in these kitchens that you have you got these compost buckets you got trash cans other times you got this fine china you got the nice stuff so he says some containers are used for what fine meals others to take out the trash so the next five words, he says, become the kind of container that God can use to present any and every kind of gift to his guests for their blessing. So right off the bat, this shows me my life is not about me. My life is for you. And your life is for me. All right? Can you see that right from there? But those five words I love, become the kind of container. So right here, God is not just picking, oh, you're going to be a trash basket. Oh, you're going to be from fine China. Do, do you see that? God's not just picking, okay, you're garbage and you're fine china. There's nowhere do you see that in here. So he says, become the kind of container that God can use. So this looks, I have a choice. I have a say in what God can do with me. Am I just a trash bucket? Or can I be a fine china that God can serve his, you know, his works and his wonders to other people? Now, what do you want? No, but honestly, ask yourself, what do you want? Do you want to be the crystal goblets and the silver platters if that's you show me your hands okay if you didn't raise your hand you want to be a trash can and a compost bucket all right where are my trash cans and compost buckets and you want to hear something some religious people will say well some people have to be trash buckets uh 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 that is not how that works that is not even god's intention for you imagine god waking up and looking at you and saying you know what i'm so glad that you're here but you're going to be a trash bucket for me all the days of your life no, because we kind of think, well, trash, you know, it's, I want to be humble. To be humble, I want this. I want to be a silver platter that God can use to demonstrate things through. Everybody can do that, right? Everybody can do that and is able to. So we have to become the kind of container. So how do I become the kind of container that God can use? The question is, are you available? 
question isn't again, okay, I got to be a silver platter. I got to be a silver platter. I got to be better prayer. I got to know the word more. I got to do better at this. I got to be a better church attender. I got to be, you know, I got to eat crepes nicer. I got to be friendlier to people. All of these, I got to, I got to, I got to. Let's just put that to the side for a sec. And let's focus on this question. Are you available? So ask yourself this, am I available? This is a huge question. Because again, let's just think about this for a moment. Have you ever been asked that question? Are you available? Are you available for coffee? Are you available for dinner? Are you available to go to a movie? Are you available to hang out? Right? Anybody been asked those things before? If not, we'll find some friends in here and we'll hook you up. Now, there's times where you've said yes and what you do, somebody says, hey, do you want to hang out? And if it's a person that I, you know, I need to be spending some time with or I want to be spending some time with, I'm going to rearrange my schedule to go be with that person. I'll rearrange my whole schedule. My, my whole day will go around with that, with that we're able to make something work. Right? When Jamie says, hey, can we, can we have a coffee together? Done, absolutely. And I'll drop it. I want to be with her. I want to go spend some time with her. Why? Because she's important to me. Well, God is asking you and I, I heard this in my voice, or sorry, my, in my heart. I heard this deep down in the depths. Are you available for me? The Spirit of God asking me, are you available? Are you available for me to use? Are you available for me? Not about you, but I want, yes, Lord, I am. That is a question you have to answer for yourself. I can't answer it for you. Your husband or wife can't answer it for you. Your best friend can't answer it for you. Your kids can't answer it for you. You have to answer this question, are you available for yourself? So God, I believe this with all my heart that the Spirit of God is asking you this morning, are you available for this year to dig deep? Are you available? Right? Are you available to go, to go deeper? Are you available to face the dirt? Are you available to you know, be uncomfortable? Are you available to see things that maybe you didn't want to see? Are you available to be used by me in ways that you haven't thought of before? Are you available? All right. I believe that with all my heart. So this is a question as a church family we're going to answer this year. I'm saying yes to him in advance because I, I want it. But you know the same verse, Isaiah chapter 6 verse 8, this is... Uh, Isaiah, you don't have to turn there, but we all know that God was looking to send somebody to the nations. And, you know, he's hearing this whole, Isaiah's hearing all this, and all of a sudden he pipes in and says, here I am, God, send me. I just love the availability that he had. Here I am. Right, so are you available? Here I am. Okay, let's do it together. Are you available? Here I am. Oh, well, but God, I got this and I got that. You will drop whatever it is in order to answer, are you available from God? So whatever it is, it may look different for you. It may be completely different because, of course, yes, you've got lives and God's not interested in just, you know, taking over and that you have no life anymore, but make Him a part of your life. Are you available to go deeper with Him? Okay. Because this is God's will for you and this is it. Is what does God want to do with your availability? Number one, there's just two things that He wants to do. Number one, making yourself available to God. He wants to pull you out of shallow living. Why? Because it doesn't work. Right? So this is what's happening. By responding to God and say, Lord, I'm available, this is the first thing he's going to do is he's going to pull you out of shallowness. Why? Because it's not working. And number two, what's he going to pull you into? He's going to lead you into the deep. Why? Because that's where you get the catch. That's where you find the deepness. That's where you find the greatness of our God. So let's talk about shallowness for a moment. Are we ready? Everybody okay? All right. And, and I'm, I'm excited for this church because this is what God has called us to do. Dig deep. When I hear these words, dig deep, I get excited about it. I just go, man, there's more for me. If you're frustrated with where you're at, 
There's more. Well, well, where is it then? Are you available? Because you are having as much of God today as you are want. Can I say that again? You are having as much of God today as you want. I'm not seeing very much of God in my life. It's because that's all you've allowed Him. So are you available? Okay. I'm glad we're all on the same boat there. So what is shallow living? Let's go to uh, Luke chapter 5. And let's begin in verse 1 here for a moment. I'm going to just read you this case. And it just brings out a nice illustration in this. But one day as Jesus was preaching on the shore of the Sea of Galilee, great crowds pressed in on him to listen to the word of God. Now, can I just encourage you? Uh, this is an area for myself that I'm wanting to get to. Verse 1, then you see people pressing in to hear. Guess what comes by hearing? Faith comes by hearing. When you are pressing in to hear, this is a very good place to be. Where people are pushing each other there, not just physically speaking, but I need to hear this. I need to hear something. It's a good spot to be. Pressing in to hear the word of God. They weren't even coming for miracles at this point. They weren't coming to see what, you know, what can Jesus perform today. They were coming to hear something. So let me encourage you, let's get to this point where you're pressing on the inside. Now you're pulling, going, I need to hear something. Pull on the greater one on the inside of you. He'll give you, he'll give you something, but you've got to press for it. Verse 2. He noticed two empty boats at the water's edge, for the fishermen had left them and were washing their nets. Stepping into one of the boats, Jesus asked Simon, its owner, to push it out into the water. So he sat in the boat and taught the crowds from there. So I want you to look at it from Peter's perspective for a moment here. Right, all of a sudden there's this, this, at this point, this rabbi, this teacher comes up, and there's a ton of people around. And this teacher, this preacher, asked Simon, hey, can I use your boat? Sure. I mean, he's a rabbi, and Peter being a good man, so yeah, of course. So Jesus hops into the boat and just says, okay, let's pull out a little bit. And so Jesus preached an entire message in his boat, right? And so we see right afterwards, go to verse 4. When he had finished speaking, now he said to him, deeper. Say it again. Go out where it's deeper. He always wants to pull you out deeper. I know this is just a natural story, but think about it. He wants to pull you deeper and let down your nets to catch some fish. Verse 5, Master Simon replied, we have worked hard all last night and didn't catch a thing, but if you say so, and I believe this with all my heart that the Spirit of God is telling you and I, he is saying so. Time to go deep. It's time. Say it, it's time. Done leaving that shallowness behind and we got to push forward. You got to move on for your own sake. Time to uh, push forward. We, but if you say so, I will let down the nets again. And this time, their nets were so full of fish, they began to tear. A shout for help brought their partners in the boat. And soon both boats were filled with fish and on the verge of sinking. <laughs> when Simon Peter realized what had happened, he fell to his knees before Jesus and said, Oh Lord, please leave me for I'm too much of a sinner to be around you. For he was awestruck by the number of fish they had caught and as were the others with him. His partners said, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, were so amazed, Jesus replied to Simon, don't be afraid. From now on, you'll be fishing for people. And as soon as they landed, they left everything and they followed Jesus. One experience of depth with Jesus caused them to leave everything. 
Let me encourage you, if Jesus is not all that He's panned out to be in your own mind, it's because you haven't gone deep with Him yet. You become sold out to this man when you experience the depth of who He is. The depth of His love for you causes you to change. Joel in high school was a jerk. My mom wouldn't say that. Joel after he got on fire for God because he experienced the love of God, completely different. I care about people. If you're like, I don't care about people, it's because you haven't let them love you yet. When you let the love of God all of a sudden take you over, you can't help but be in love with what he loves. Right? Okay, so now let's just, that's not my message. Let's back up. So what does it mean, what is shallow living? And by definition, simply saying, shallow is little depth. It's little depth. Anybody gone to Gull Lake this past year? Right? Why do we enjoy taking the kids there? Because it's shallow. You can't, it's impossible to drown. If you drown the beginning of Gull Lake, you have a problem. Because it literally goes up to your ankles. Right? So if, you know, Max or Jace fall into the water, and then you see them do this, just do a push-up. You'll be fine. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm good. It literally doesn't go past your ankles. But, you know, so we enjoy it from a natural perspective. This requires little parenting on our end. Just enjoy the water, right? Sometimes there's little holes and stuff that they fall into. Hey, just get up, shake it off, it's all good, right? Just, it's, it's easy, it's nice, but spiritually speaking, spiritual water is dangerous for you and I. Shallow water is dangerous. And I want to just list off a few things because in the murky waters of shallow Christianity, we lose our focus. We forget the very purpose of our life is to know Him, experience Him, and share Him with others. This is the focus. And if the church loses the focus by hanging out in the shallow waters, we lost our reason for existence. This is why you're here. You're not here for a nine to five job. To this is why you're here. You're not here for a nine to five job to make money, put kids through school, and make everything okay. Now that's part of it. But don't get me wrong. The primary purpose of why we're here is to know him, is to experience him, and to preach out of our experiences that we've had with him and draw people to this Jesus that we know and we love. This is our primary goal. Can you see this? So if we're having a hard time, you know, sharing our faith, talking about this Jesus, experiencing all the good things that he's done for us, it's because we're stuck in shallowness. So the call then for you and I is dig deep. Everybody say it with me, dig deep. If we're not, oh, I don't really want to share my faith. I don't want to interrupt their days. And they got different religions. Everybody has, a, has the right to believe what they believe. No, they don't. No, you don't. There is a heaven and a hell, y'all. That's real. We have a job to do. And as long as we stay in the murky, shallow water as in Christianity, we're of no threat. The devil is great that we gather together. Why? Because it's us four and no more. But as soon as we start to be pulled out into this deep water, when we're going to see this here, this is when we start to see things happen. And I don't know about you, but that's where I'm going. Anybody else going with me? I'm going. Let's go out. Right? Okay, the shallowness. So again, it's comfortable, but comfortable is dangerous. Why? And I want to list off three things. Why shallow living is dangerous. Number one, first of all, comfortable Christianity doesn't really exist. There's your own form of Christianity that you make up, and then there's God's form. Nowhere in the Bible do you look and do you see that once you've reached, been comfortable, now you've made it. What does God require of you and I? Obedience. This is, what's, this is how it is. This is how the kingdom works. We obey. 
Right? Nowhere does it say, oh, once you're comfortable, then we know you've made it in Christianity. You've done a really good job. Oh, you got a nice car? Oh, now, now you're in. Oh, you got the big bad house? Oh, yeah, now we're in. Now you're a real Christian. That doesn't mean nothing. It means you got more stuff that will be burnt up when this world goes to flame. That's all that it means. What is the goal in life then? Is to live obedient to Him. Because if I love Him, how do I prove my love for Him? It's in obe obedience to who he is and what he asks. Right? Is everybody okay? I'm just priming the pump. I haven't gotten into anything yet. I'm just, this is all, you all know this. I'm just reminding you again of what you already know. Okay? All right. So nowhere in the Bible do we see that comfort is the goal. Obedience is God's way has never been the comfort way. So that's number one. Why is comfortable Christianity dangerous? Because comfort has never been the goal. Obedience is. Number two. In comfortable Christianity, you can't move forward because his plans always involve growth and death. Basically, when you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, when you responded to him leading you and calling you in your heart, you said, Jesus, I want you as my Lord and Savior. You began to climb or to swim upstream from here on out. So everybody get your oars, pop them out, and row and row. This is where we're going, is we're going upstream, cross-culture. We are in this world, but we are in this lake, just like everybody else, but we are not of it. So what are we? We believe what he said. We are going forward. Or do we look different from everybody else that's going down? Absolutely. And so comfort, the problem with comfort is, oh, I'm just going to bring my oars in. And you think that you're just coasting, but actually you're starting to go backwards. And that's what we call backsliding. People don't just backslide one day. It's all of a sudden they put their auras and just go, God, this is too much. I can't do this anymore. I, I give up. I'm burnt out. I'm frustrated. And that's really all that it is. It's just they're frustrated. Oars in. And they start to go back. Start to trickle. 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 And before they know it, they look like the world. They talk like the world. They smell like the world. They think like the world. And, we, and then they say, oh, I'm a Christian. Not according to the word that I read. Praise God. I think we just need to laugh for a sec. Ha, 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 Okay, that's good. <laughs> I'm just telling you where we're at. And I'm just giving you what the word says. I'm not here to be harsh. I'm just trying to give you what the word of God says. Because again, it's, it's our job to stick to what he said. You know, on this last day, when we stand before the Lord and you see the word judgment, in other words, it's a ceremony. It's a celebration. We're going to get celebrated for the work that we did right? And what are we going to be judged on? According to John chapter 12, you can read it. We're going to be judged by every word that he says. Jesus said, my words will judge them on the last day. So that's where you're going to be judged on is what he said and how you live up to it. Okay. All right. Praise the Lord. I'm glad we're all hee-hawing. Thirdly, complacency is the greatest threat to living for Jesus. So making yourself available to Jesus, he'll pull you out of the shallows because it's his will. So let me encourage you this year, if there's an opportunity for you to leave your comfort zone, do it. Everybody say, just do it. <laughs> just do it. If it's uncomfortable and you feel the Lord tugging and pulling you that way, just do it. Just do it. Is it always comfortable to come up here and preach the gospel? No, just do it. You just do it. Right? Everybody know Shiloh? Or is it Shiloh Buff? What's that guy's name? Just do it! Yeah. Just, just do it. Anyways. 
All right. So what is in the deep? Again, naturally speaking, when you look at it from you know, a fishing perspective, any fishermen that go out and just hang out in the shallow water? Maybe catch a minnow here or there? No, where do you go if you're fishing? You go to the deep. Why? Because that's where the fish are, right? That's where the catch is. That's where the good stuff is. And according to Psalm 107, verse 23 and 24, I have it from the, um, the NASB. It says this, Those who go down to the sea in ships who do business on great waters, they have seen the works of the Lord and His wonders are in the deep. You want to know, you want to say, how come I'm not seeing any God moving in my life again? It's because you're not in the deep. Now don't get mad, don't go, oh, I'm just, how am I supposed to do that? Make yourself available. Say, Lord, I'm available. I want to see more, I want to be involved in more, I want to do more for God. All oh, the only thing is, the question is, are you available? Because if you're available, you're going to allow yourself to go deep with Him. Right? And it's a good deep. It's not scary. It's not intimidating. It's weird because when you start using these types of words, people kind of go, oh, I don't want to do that. That's a little bit, I don't want to go too deep. You know, I, I don't want to bring that kind of stuff up in my life. Why does it always have to be negative? Why can't going deep just mean I get more revelation? I get more insight to what he says. Can we look at it from that perspective rather than, oh, I got a lot of skeletons in my closet. We all do. Just chill out and God will take care of that. But all he's looking for, he loves you. So what his call is not out of, you better go deep because I really don't like what you got going on in your life. There's more to it than that. He loves you. And what does a person who's filled with love do when he says, come deeper? He's calling you into more. Come see this. I want to show you this. Look what I got in store for you. Wow, this is amazing. My times of going deep with the Lord have been great. If there's been some times that I go, ooh, i got to make a few changes in my thinking. i got to make a few adjustments in how I do this. But for the most part, it's been, what? Sweet! It's exciting. And so when people start asking you, rather than saying, oh, how's your walk with Jesus? It's good. What does that mean? That's all people can say. Oh, yeah, you know, God's, God's good. We're so good at Christianese that we don't know how to have a relationship with Him anymore. Oh, praise be to the, the God and Father of our Lord Jesus. Glory. Praise the Lord, brother. Everything is yes and amen. We're just so weird. <laughs> Me, Frank, I've taught just, what? And why? There's no relationship. It's just they, they speak it, but there's, there's nothing there. So I don't know about you, for this year, I want to have, I, I want to be a man that has substance. When I open my mouth, it's not just praise the It's I'm able to help somebody. There's weight to what I say. Why? Because I've gone deep. I want to be able to change the course of my family. I want to be able to, you know, speak life and strength into my kids. Well, how do you do that? You go deep. I want to be able to have an influence in my kids' life. I know teenagers, they just don't want to listen to me. That's baloney. If you have depth of relationship with the Lord, you are the most attractive thing on this planet. The most attractive thing. Who are the people that you, know, you want to hang out with? If you can hang out with anybody... I'm talking Bible too. It'd be people in the Word. I want to hang out with Paul. He scare me probably a little bit, but the man is so deep. I want to hang out with Moses. Why? Because he talked to God as a man talks to a friend. I want to hang out with Abraham. Why? Because he was a friend of God. I want to talk to en or, uh, Enoch. He got taken out of here. Why? Because he pleased God. These are the men and women that pleased God. These are the men and women that I want to hang around with. Any, anybody else? Yeah, this is what I want to do. So I don't know about you. I want to become the guy that they go, oh, I want to hang out with that guy. Because right now I'm not getting that. I'm just kidding. I'm fine. <laughs> All right. Chill out. So again, what's in the deep? 
we see the wonders of God in the deep. The deep is where the action is. That's where the catch is. Thirdly, life becomes an adventure again. If life's kind of been the mundane, same old, same old, let me encourage you, it's because you're not going deeper with Him yet. It's kind of been the same surface activity. So let me just highly encourage you, go deep. Because this is what God said, if you be willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. That's what He said, Isaiah 119. If you be willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. So I'm changing my willingness. Lord, I'm willing to go deep. Why? Because I want to eat the best. Right? Here's your choice. You can go to McDonald's or you can go to the keg. What do you want? Some people are saying McDonald's. Okay, bad illustration. <laughs> All right, so if it's God's will to pull me out of the shallow and to bring me into the deep, and we just see that it, it's His will. He wants to do that with you and I. What must I do? And I just want to just show you this. Thank you, my Uncle Ken. He brought me an anchor. This morning, I want to encourage you. This is about, you know, 75 pounds, no big deal, right? This, this, this just a... But some of you are living your life with an anchor everywhere you go. This is the year you have got to lift your anchor and allow to go deep. Because a lot of times we just... Oh, it's actually stuck. <laughs> just, we'll just stay here. We just bring our anchor everywhere we go. We come to church with an anchor. That's why there's no expectation. Oh, you know, if things have a, lot of, a lot of bad things happen in my life. Check it out. I'm scared. Check it out. So what is your anchor? I want to just list off a couple of things that it could potentially be. What is your anchor? It could be safety. I'm comfortable here. I, all things are going real well. I'm comfortable with what I'm doing. I'm comfortable with my relationships. I, I'm just, I'm comfortable. Oh, and you just stay put. Another thing that could be, my anchor could be familiarity. Right? I'm just familiar with this place. I'm familiar with the people that are in my life. Rather than looking at them going, they could have a word for me. I just become familiar. Oh, I've heard that message before. Oh, I've heard about it. Oh, am I available? Check your availability. Heard that kind of stuff before. Maybe that's an anchor. Becoming familiar is a very dangerous thing. It's very dangerous. Another thing is it could be fear. Fear of the unknown. Fear of what, what would God ask me if I lift this up? What if he tells me to go into the nursery? So I draw my anchor. <laughs> Oh, what if they tell me they need some help in the kitchen? I ain't doing any of that. Oh, what if they need help in the youth group? I ain't doing any of that. So they just stay put rather than, God may not even ask you. He's just seeing if you're willing. He may just simply go, hey, would you go to the nursery? Yes, Lord, I'd do anything for you. Okay, just checking. You don't have to go. I'm just checking. That may come. Don't just think that everything God asks you, He's going to be telling you that's what you got to do. He's just, a lot of time, is just checking, are you available? Because for myself, I know me, this was a big one for me, is checking my availability. Where I started was janitor. That's great, the Lord, remember Him telling me. So I actually worked at a church that's in, where do you live again, Terry? West Lake, West Park. There's a church in there, that was the first place that I started. I remember the job opportunity came, and I thought, man, I'm, well, I want to get involved in ministry. I was a janitor there. 
Yeehaw. And guess what? I got promoted. I got to come be a janitor hereafter. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. But let me encourage you, if that's what he tells you, I'm pulling up my anchor, God. I'm willing to do whatever. Why? Because, again, I'm not doing it to be seen of men. I'm doing it according to 2 Timothy chapter 2. I want to be able to be used by him for every good work. I want the master to be able to use me. Can you see that? Rather than, oh, it's about me just, you know, doing something I don't like. Forget that. The master wants to use you for every good work. Rather than, oh, man, I, I got to go work with the kids. I get to. It's a totally different mindset. I'm about kingdom business, not personal preference. I don't like doing that kind of stuff, so I'm very, I don't do this, that, or the other. You are a great help. And guess what? Your anchor's down. Oh, I only do this. And so you get put in that place. You think you lifted your anchor. You haven't. Because you're only stuck. This is all that I will do. Lift the sucker up. I can't tell you this is what's holding people back from experiencing the depths of God. It's their own anchor. So here we are sitting in our little kiddie pool in the shallows going, oh, yay, God, like shower over me blessings and just pour more water on me. I want more of you, God. And we're just sprinkling each other. And just, this is so good. This is so, isn't the water refreshing? Meanwhile, you're trying to make something happen. But when you lift your anchor and allow him to take you into the deep, you don't got to splash yourself. You'll be full. You'll be wet. All right. I'm glad I hit that one hard. Okay, the next thing is could just be apathy. I just have zero interest in the things of God. Well, that can change. How? Start speaking it. I'm interested in the work of God. I'm interested in what God's interested in. You just got to speak it and lift it up. Next, disappointment. Maybe past relationships have let you down. Past churches, past ministries. There lots of churches messy. We've done a lot of bad things. But if those are going to hold you back from going further with God, let me encourage you, lift it up. Because when you live for God, according to Romans chapter 10, He cannot disappoint. He doesn't know how. Lastly, pride. Not wanting... Well, not wanting others to see that I'm human. Well, I don't want to, if I lift this thing up, what if God all of a sudden wants me to share my testimony with somebody? Then they'll see the stuff that I've been going through. Pride. Pride could just be holding this up. Just lift it up. Rather than saying, oh, I'm just so scared. It's all me focused. Can you see this? The anchor is all about me. It's all about me, Lord. When in fact you lift this up and now you start living for him and reaching others. So let me just encourage you, let this year be a year that you identify your anchor and say, okay, God, I'm willing to lift this anchor up and sail with you wherever you want me to go. I'm open, I'm willing and obedient because there's a time to lift your anchors and there's also a time to drop your anchor. I know like even for the season that Jamie and I are in, we're called to be here. We're in this church, we're in this family. This is our home. So what have we done? We've planted here and nothing, here's the other part about the good thing about the being anchored, is nothing and no one can move me out. Oh, I got offended. Well, I guess me and my anchor are going elsewhere. And they lift up their anchor at the wrong time. When make yourself available for, to God, lift it up. When God tells you to plant somewhere, plant it. Oh, but that person was mean to me. Stay planted. Don't move until he calls you otherwise. Because if you move too soon when you're not supposed to, when the anchor's supposed to be down, you find yourself in trouble. So, see hear that sound? Let this, if this is your home church, if you feel called, do you hear that? I'm serious. 
Oh, but they've been mean to me. I didn't get a crepe today. <laughs> the parking's so bad. I just can't stand the parking issue going around here. Let it plant. These natural things should not move your anchor. Only God can lift the anchor. We good on that? All right. Love y'all. That's all I wanted to share this morning. <laughs> so what I'm going to do is I'm going to just call up my sweetheart. And uh, I know we've got a few people that are going to be sharing a few things on what's happening this upcoming year. Yeah. That's awesome. I just want to um, close off this dig deep part by just mentioning one thing you said at the very beginning is that when God says this is what I have for you as a church, that this is the vision for this year's Dig Deep. There's grace on us to do it. And I know if you're any personality like Joel or me, you hear, okay, Dig Deep. Okay, I got to go do this. I got to go do this. Let me encourage you. Don't run off and start trying to dig deep on your own because you will fall on your face and it won't feel good, but there's grace. Everyone say there's grace. And yeah, stretching doesn't always feel great, but like you said, what an awesome opportunity. Man, I'm so excited for this year. There's grace on me to dig deep. There's grace on you. So when we talk about dig deep, as you guys know, we strategically build our church year with, hey Lord, you said dig deep, now what do you want us to do for events, conferences, groups, like how are we gonna do this year? Our team doesn't just pull out ideas like, hey, let's do some line dancing over here. Let's maybe do some prophetic tambourine ministry over here. We are really strategic about what we do. So um, I'm going to call up a couple team members. Why don't you guys come up right now so you're ready. But I want to show you guys just a couple of quick things that we have planned for you. Because if this is your church, then this is for you. This is my church, so this is for me. So a couple of the things that we got going on this, this season. Um, very first, we're starting off with something we're calling the Leadership Weekend. So it's coming up pretty soon in the beginning of October. And we have slides that go along with all these. Um, and the first thing is going to be a team rally. That's the Friday night. And really the purpose is to honor you. The purpose is to say a gigantic thank you for everything you do for serving on a team. So anyone at any age group, if you're in grade five in our CAAs, all the way up, we want to encourage you, come on out, because this night is all about you. It's going to be fun. It's going to be the Impact Oscars. You can dress up if you want. Maybe Pastor Joel will wear a tux. It's going to be great. Um, and then the next morning, because as we said, it's a leadership week weekend. Yeah. So there's something the next morning as well. It's our equipped session. We've done a few of these, and the reason we do equipped because God gave us four priorities as a church, and one of those is to train generations of leaders. So we do leadership training here. Now there's really something for everyone. We've got a couple of sessions that'll happen. One you can choose is how to lead teams. Um, so maybe you, you're on a team or you wanna lead a team here. Find out how to work with teams. The other one is business leadership. Maybe you're in business or getting into business. Um, and lastly, most importantly, <laughs> personal leadership, how to lead ourselves, learning a bit more about how we tick so that we can lead others. So that's something that we have going on. Come up real quick. And we are all about generations here. So if you're a parent and you're thinking, yeah, but what about my kids? Guess what? There's not just childcare. There is equipped kids that's happening as well. So they'll be getting their own leadership teaching. So it's something for the whole family again. 
Um, speaking of the whole family, we want to go out and bless our city. This is, again, something you can all come out to. It's called Impact Red Deer. Who's been a part of an Impact Red Deer before where we go out into the city? Well, there's a lot more of you. Maybe you're not all here today. But you might be in this picture, in this catalog you're going to get later. Um, really, the purpose of Impact Red Deer is to go out and love on our city with no strings attached. So we're going to be doing that again in October. Beginning of November, we're going to do an encounter worship night with Terry and her team. Really, we had it on our heart just to have a night where we can just flow with the Holy Spirit, see what he wants to do, spend some time in praise and worship together without a timeline that we have on a weekend service. So coming out to that with the whole family again. And we've got two, we're going to call them maybe mini conferences. We've got two mini conferences this year, so you can plan on being at both of them. One is parenting. So God told us specifically to focus. You know, Pastor Joel is talking about our little boats and we're going cross-cultural. Well, man, we're raising kids completely counter-cultural, aren't we? So this conference is going to be ra about raising kingdom culture kids. And it's going to be about raising kids from all ages, babes all the way up to young adults. So there's really something for everyone. Even I was thinking grandparents who really have it on their heart to help support your, your kids raising their kids, come on out to this as well. That's going to be in mid-November, 15th to 16th. Um, so you can get the details on that. And then a Christmas Eve, Eve service. Do you know what Christmas Eve Eve is? It's the Eve before Christmas Eve. Some people are looking really confused. It's the 23rd, really. I guess we could just say that, but it's way more fun to say Christmas Eve Eve. So come on out to that. This is an opportunity to celebrate the birth of our Savior together as a church family. And then, like I said again, um, God also took, told us to focus on marriage this year. So when we talk about digging deep, I have a feeling he's going to be having us dig deep in our own selves and our own relationships and so we thought hey we're gonna focus on our marriage and give ourselves maybe some new tools maybe you need to sharpen some of your tools maybe you have no tools <laughs> maybe your relationship toolbox is empty come on out to that and get some tools it's gonna be awesome and then lastly um we have a couple of groups that are designed to help us dig deep as well so one of those groups is really special and it's brand new this year and it's called a get it group Get It Group is open to anyone, any age. It's going to be held here at the church. And the purpose of this, God put it on our heart, that we want to help people connect the dots this year. So I remember when I was learning about healing, and I'm thinking, okay, yeah, I see that in the Word, okay, and I see that scripture, and I'm just not 100% sure. How do, how do I connect the dots on that? How do I see that operating in my life? And, you know, what about this that someone else has taught me, and how does that line up with the Word? You know, some of us are maybe new to faith. You may be new to hearing about health and wholeness or abundance. You may be new to hearing about your own identity in Christ. Or you may have sat here for 20 years and just had some questions and you need that final, ooh, the lights came on, the dots were connected. So we've got some really special teachers that are going to be leading this. And it's going to be an, an open group where the teacher will lead and facilitate and allow you to bring up some of those hard questions or maybe things you've been wondering over the years. So get a group is for everyone. Um, you can, you know, get one of these and put it on your fridge and find out where you can go on the website. And then lastly, our connect groups, because man, you do not want to do life alone. And I just want to take one second here to encourage you. Got a quick, quick scripture on this because really we're a family and you can often come 
to the church with expectations of, well, I hope someone talks to me, or I hope so-and-so invites me to sit at their crepe table. Or, and, and I really feel like God is saying to us as a church, maybe this has to do with dig deep. Maybe this has to do with just growing up. But it's moving from being a guest here to being a host. So that you would come to church with the mindset of, wow, I wonder who I can talk to today. Or I wonder who I can connect with today. Or I wonder who I can check in with today. And I got to tell you, you will be blessed out of that. Like your needs will be taken care of. God will always bring in other people to help encourage you. But we really need each other. So let me read you this scripture and then I'll tell you about connect groups. Because that's an awesome opportunity to do this. In Ephesians 4.16, it says, Every member of God's church or God's family, so every one of us, has been given a divine gift to contribute to the growth of all. And as these gifts operate effectively in the whole body, we're all built up and made perfect in love. So there's something in the person next to you that you need, but if you don't show up to something, <laughs> if you don't join a group, or if you don't come to church, or if you don't come to these events, you know, we're going to miss out because we need what's in you and you're going to miss out, right? Because you're going to sit at home going, man, I just really need some connection in my life. And we'll say, well, what group have you joined? Because there's something for you. So with that being said, there's just three connect groups running this year because we narrowed it down. If you're a man, you can go to a men's one. And if you're a woman, you can go to a woman's one. And if you're a senior and you want to come out and connect with other seniors, you can go to a senior's one. So those are the three that are running. The men's group this season is going to be run by Pastor Joel and Jeff Ross. And they're going to be doing a, re, um, a redone, a relaunch series from John Bevere. It's going to be awesome. And men really like to be active. Men, is that? This is what I'm being taught. Men do not like to just sit still and listen. They also like to be active. So they're going to do thumb wrestling wars and probably rock, paper, scissor wars, things like that. I don't know what those people do, but... If you're a man, you can come out to that. Women, we've moved to Thursday mornings, not Tuesday. We're on Thursday. There's been lots of confusion over that because they both start with a T. So Thursday morning, if you're a woman of all generations, you know what's so beautiful is when multiple generations come out. So I'm excited for that. I'm going to be leading that along with Cheryl Kowalski and the great Carolyn Leaf is going to be teaching us through DVD. She won't be here in person, but um, we're doing one of her series, and it's going to be great. 9.30 for connection time and 10 o'clock for Bible study. And then seniors, they gather here every single Monday, and there's like so many. And they come out, and they chit-chat, and they get free coffee and tea, and it's a wonderful time. So Terry tried to get in on that this past Monday. She's kicked out because you got to be 55 plus. So that's an important thing to notice. Now... Really quickly, I just want to introduce, these, this is some of our team, um, Terry is also part of that, but I'm going to invite you guys to come up and share your spiel. I think you guys are first. Um, I want to introduce you guys first. Javen and Megan can come on over. This one is Megan, this is Javen. They're a married couple. Um, and we just want to say they <laughs> Give it up for Javen. <laughs> you jokester, you. Um, we just want to say they are taking, you know, they took a big step in, I think, May, filling in, really, for the Generations Department. But now they've officially taken on the leadership of our children's and our youth department. And we're really excited about that. I have a lot of confidence in these guys because they've been serving in kids and youth since they were kids and youth. So they've got a heart for this church, for this local body, and really for your kids. You know, um, for people who don't have their own children yet, 
You will never find people who love on your kids and youth like these two. So if you guys could just tell us a little bit about what you're doing with the kids and youth this year, that would be awesome. Then you can pass it along. Uh, I'll start with the kids. So uh, downstairs, we cover all the way from birth until grade six. Um, lots of grade sevens hang out in there as well. Uh, we have different classes. So we have a babyville room, a toddler room, Kid City, and then Kid Nation. And then we also have a leadership program for grade five and six that they can help run Kid Nation services or be involved as helpers downstairs as well. And our vision downstairs is just simply to raise up followers of Jesus. Because the Bible tells us to train up our kids in the way that they should go. And when they get older, they won't depart from it. So we want to partner with you guys as parents um, to reach your kids and help them know God for their whole lives. So that's going to start with that vision downstairs of raising up followers of Jesus. And so all of our services are word-centered. They're awesome. They're fun. Your kids are going to love coming downstairs. And if you're not serving somewhere and you want somewhere fun to serve, it is the best hands down to serve down there. The kids will like, they'll make you feel like the most special person in the whole world. Like, uh, um, Anna Stromsmo drew me a picture the other day and sent it home with me and it was just the sweetest little thing and I know the Hannafords have sent me pictures home you just feel like you're so like loved and just the way that God can use you to show kids his love is like the best feeling in the world so I encourage you if you're not serving already impact kids is totally the way to go it's true it's awesome and I'm here just to talk about youth real quick. Uh, this year, we split up juniors and seniors. So if you're a junior grade 7 to 9, you'll be coming on Wednesday nights, every second Wednesday. And if you're a senior, well, senior high, grade 10 and up, even if you're a little bit of a young adult, you can still come. We would love to have you guys. But for juniors, the vision of that is to, uh, it's a place for youth to develop a real relationship with Jesus that impacts their every single day life. And they'll, also, they'll actually also get opportunities to get involved in the youth group because that's also very important because, I mean, once you're involved, then you get yourself in. You pretty much have lifted your anchor and you're in, right? You're helping. You're actually doing the ministry. You're actually helping us uh, making announcement videos or maybe even doing a little bit of a teaching thing, something like that. It's going to be awesome. And then for senior highs, man, uh, the vision of that is a place for, to help high schoolers and young adults deepen their relationship with Jesus through real encounters, digging into the word and learning how to walk out their true identities in our current culture. Because that's also very important because we, we've got to get these guys deep into the word so that as they grow, it never leaves them and they can walk out their everyday Christian life with confidence. So if you guys are in senior high, that'll be on Fridays at our house. That's pretty cool, eh? A little house party every time we get together. It's awesome. So we want to encourage you for that. And if you guys want to get involved in youth, come see us at our table or kids and their letter. Yes, we have a letter for you guys too. So parents, letters. Thank you. All right, cool. All right. Hi, my name is Jordy Smith, and I'm here to present to you Impact You, our Bible school program that we created specifically for you and anybody else who wants to be a part of it. Uh, Impact You is running entirely online this year. We've made it that much more convenient and in a very user-friendly format that can be done on your computer, on your phone. And what is Impact You? Well, we offer more in-depth courses, dig deep on topics such as effective prayer. How do you pray effectively? How do you read your Bible? Uh, who the Holy Spirit is? What the Holy Spirit can do in your life? So if you, and many more courses like that. But if you want to go deeper into these topics, get a real in-depth look at what do these things mean, I encourage you, go check out Impact You. 
Like I said, it's available online. We've made it even easier to afford. It's only uh, $35 a month or four payments of $35 for a course. So very easy for you to get a hold of that material. And one of the benefits of Impact You is if, if you haven't heard, our parent organization, Impacting Canada Ministries, uh, we send out, we license and ordain pastors and ministers throughout Alberta and Canada. And what Impact You can do for you is it can bring you, uh, give you the education that you need, the accreditation that you need for us to license and ordain you and put you in place as a pastor. So if you feel you are called to ministry in capacity, in any capacity, we strongly encourage you Please be a part of Impact You. Our vision is to equip Christians for effective living and kingdom building, and we want to equip you for whatever work God has called you to do. And I'm here to talk to you today about joining the mission. It's our program that runs, it's a class that runs the first and third Saturday, Sunday of every month. And what it's designed to do is show you your next step. And that could range from anybody who doesn't know Jesus all the way to, that could range from anybody who doesn't know Jesus all the way to, I've known Jesus for 40 years. What do I do now? And so it's a snapshot of who we are, what, what we have to offer you, and ways that you can be involved. And so if you bring somebody, like if, if you're new here today, you could come to that class and you could find out ways to become involved and ways that you could connect. And then if you've been involved for a while and you think, well, I've sort of understand the mission, what do I need in my life? Maybe you've never been baptized. Maybe you need to learn how to speak in tongues and know a bit more about God, which in which case I would say, if you want more Bible lessons, join Impact You. <laughs> but it's just designed to help you find what you should do, I'll just come alongside you and what you should do for your next step. Excellent, give them a hand. This is an amazing team. We're so thankful for them. Excellent, well, I'm gonna call up Aaron to receive our tithes and offerings because we do that every single service as an opportunity to give back to the Lord. But I just wanna let you know, we got something a little different and a little special for you right after the service. Each of these guys that shared something, they got an info table in the back and you're thinking, yeah, but I'm hungry or I wanna visit with people. Well, don't worry, Heather and her team have snacks for you. They're gonna be walking around with trays back there. So we encourage you, of course, it's, you know, we can't fit everyone back there in one if you're gonna flock back there, but hey, pick up your kids, say hi to some people, trickle through, grab a snack and stop by if you have any questions. Also, if you've been visiting us the last couple months and Pastor Joel and I haven't met you yet, we would love, we're gonna be mingling back there too. We'd love if you would come up and introduce yourself. We'd love to meet you. So yeah, stick around after and get your, your questions answered, meet some new people, and maybe even sign up for Join the Mission and see what you're gonna get involved. Hey, thanks for listening. If you live in the Central Alberta region of Canada, we would love to have you come out and check out one of our weekend messages. For more info on all of our directions, service times, and children's programs, visit our website at impactlife.ca. That's impactlife.ca.